Hey, you. Yeah, you. Love the show and want more content? Want to be part of some of our hilarious adventures? Ever wish you could be part of the squad and team up with us in our fight to save the galaxy? Well, now you can. Head over to MultiplayerSquad.com and check out some of the awesome benefits we offer to our official squad mates. We offer a ton of extra ways you can interact with us and the show. We certainly aren't above bribery to earn your support, but we think you'll love all the extras that come with supporting this independent podcast. Thank you for listening and supporting the show. Now on to what's sure to be our greatest episode ever. Hello, squad mates. Welcome back to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast, where we get together as a group of dads to discuss gaming. If you've already rated the show five stars on Apple and Spotify and left us a written review in Apple, thank you so much. If you have not already done that, please do. It only takes a couple of seconds. It really helps our show get discovered by new listeners. And then if you really want to be an all-star supporter of the show, you can see our Patreon page at MultiplayerSquad.com. Support starts at just $5 a month, and you'll get some sweet perks on Discord, and you'll get two bonus episodes every single week. Today is Thursday, so it's time to talk about This Week in Gaming. I am your host, Paul, and joining me is just one co-host today. We have Michael the Butler here. Sadly, we need to announce that Josh quit, right, Michael? Wait, what? Yeah, Josh Josh quit, right? Well, can uh, his... April Fool's. Oh, you got oh, me. Yeah, I was, gotcha. I was hoping that maybe his beard would at least stay, <laughs> and like if he quit, we could oh, keep yeah. the beard. Oh, that would only improve the show. We would right. be on board. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we need to talk to Josh about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So actually, Josh is just on vacation right now with his family, and we are recording this uh, just a couple of days after April Fool's Day. And every year, I have to say this on the podcast, it is absolutely my least favorite week of the year to prep for this podcast because we get pummeled with April Fool's Day stories, and you're never 100% sure that you can trust the headlines that you see or the articles that you read. I don't know about you, Michael. I absolutely hate April Fool's Day. Uh, How do you feel about the holiday? Worst holiday (laughs) ever i have never liked it i have a really close friend whose birthday is april 1st and oh yeah i always send him a text i give him a call every every year and i've never once been like hey buddy this happened and then april fools uh but i did i did get i got i got got real bad this year because um i have a second favorite football player aside from the legendary larry fitzgerald and i won't nerd out too much on on the sport of american football right now because i know we're a gaming (laughs) podcast um sure but julian edelman is one of my favorite all-time players ever and of course he sent a tweet with a picture of himself in a Buccaneers jersey saying, I'm going down to Tampa Bay to play with Tom Brady. <laughs> and in a very yeah, yeah, and I was like, Gronk, <laughs> Julian Edelman, yeah, let's do it. And then this little tiny, little tiny little bitty in the bottom corner, little asterisk says April Fools. And I'm like, Julian Edelman, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> yeah, the audience can't see, but I'm just I'm shaking my head in disgust. <laughs> I I do not enjoy fake tweets and fake news articles. No. I am a big fan of pranks. Like we did a whole bonus round episode on pranks, but I don't understand the fake news aspect of it. Like I I just don't find it to be funny. And we saw no. a lot of examples of how video games love incorporating April Fool's Day. 
I think they just want to be like the relatable, funny company that knows how to be young and cool. But I feel like it never comes across that way. Yeah. So like, listen, April Fools is not young or cool. The no, joke is no. old. Make it go away. <laughs> exactly. The the one thing that I do appreciate is that every single year, Blizzard will put googly eyes on all of the characters in Overwatch, and it never fails to make me laugh. I completely forgot that they do that. We I remember Josh and I talking about it last year, and I loaded up Overwatch. I started playing a game immediately saw the googly eyes and got really excited. It's very funny for just one day. It's just a really silly, goofy thing. And sure enough, uh, we talked about this last year as well, but when Hanzo shoots his dragon ult, the dragons that come swirling through have googly eyes as well. No, I did not know that. Um, (laughs) It's very awesome. Okay, see, that's fine. That's fine, I think. That's that's the fake news that I don't like. Yeah, it's in good spirits, but it's not Julian Edelman breaking my heart. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but Lost Ark had an April Fool's video where they talked about shifting into VR. Did you see this by chance? Oh, that's right. I did. <laughs> it was actually like a really high production video where it was like you're living within the world of Lost Ark and they show some of the combat and like running through the cities. Yeah. I was shocked because it looked like they spent quite a bit of money. On making that video. Well, I mean, it's not like they don't have any money. They've got a billion players. <laughs> yeah. They're making money. All of them doing fist. this pay to pay to win. Pay to yeah. win. Sorry, that was last week's news. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I may be guilty of throwing a few hundred bucks to that game at this point. So may or may, or may not be guilty of that. You, you funded that that April Fool's Day video. I did. I, pay, I paid for... <laughs> no... No, I don't want to talk about how I actually contributed to an April Fool's joke. (laughs) It's awful. That's where your hard-earned money has gone, Michael. I quit. Uh, There there was one other April Fool's Day video that I did send you that I thought was funny, but Star Trek Online, you just happened to mention one or two episodes back. I've never actually played it, but they had an announcement of a new ship that they were adding into the game. It was like some kind of scientific vessel. It was a very goofy looking ship like how would you describe it okay so uh nerds out there unite okay so it's a mashup between the uss voyager and the maquis raider and it's funny because star trek used to get really scrappy with some of their some of their ships they do a lot of mashups and stuff and so at some point they actually had this ship on the TV show and it's like, how is this a thing? The scales are even different. Um, <laughs> I watched it and I was like this. I, first of all, I, I also love Star Trek online. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. I literally load in just to fly around and do nothing else because I'm a huge nerd when it comes to Star Trek, but I would never, ever, ever fly this, this Jaeger class or whatever it is that they made. It's, it's abhorrent. Yeah, you know, I I was reading through some of the YouTube comments, and they were saying that this ship actually looks better than some of the previous ones that they've released. So it almost kind of backfired on them, where people were like, this would be funny, except you're releasing ships that look this bad, or even worse. That's pretty rough. (laughs) Yeah, so every once in a while, these April Fool's jokes even backfire. Uh, Now, since we're on the subject of Star Trek... All right, we've got to kind of nerd out on Star Trek news while Josh is out. I know Josh likes Star Trek. He does not like Star Trek to the same level you and I do. You're even a bigger fan than me because I have not played most of the Star Trek games, but I really love the movies. 
And we saw a first look at an upcoming game called Star Trek Resurgence. And I know this is very much up both of our alleys. Why don't you tell the people a little bit about this upcoming game? So when I say I love Star Trek, if I was given a choice, you pick video games or Star Trek, I would probably curl up in a ball in a corner and not be able to... (laughs) I'd be catatonic. I wouldn't be able to figure out what I want because I grew up loving Star Trek. And this Star Trek game... Is actually, um, it's 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 a narrative game where you it's uh, you know my first look of it it kind of looks like Mass Effect two or Mass Effect like it's a lot of those same where you do a little bit of gunplay a little bit of phaser stuff but you also use you know a lot more dialogue options. Um, it's made by a few people who uh, who came from Telltale Games, yeah, and that is that's up my alley too. And the whole thing about it is they're they're saying it's like you can play it in little chunks so basically it's like 50 half an hour to hour long little chunks of story and you basically get to play as these two somewhat lower deck players so like one of them is lieutenant commander one of them is the first officer on the ship but it's a new first officer um and it's it's really just kind of like that it's like you make narrative choices you run around but one of the coolest things about the game is it's it's the first Star Trek game to really do two things. One, you can actually explore the ship quite a bit. Which yeah, is and they show awesome. footage of that too. Oh, and it's great. Like now the the caveat there is you do have to kind of be in that area. Like if you're if you're you can't just go roaming free roaming the ship. But if you're like, hey, I've got a mission and I'm starting on the bridge, you can walk around the bridge, the observation lounge, and all that kind of stuff. And the other thing the game has done is found perhaps the most sound alike Leonard Nimoy voice actor <laughs> that I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, because this game takes place during the Next Generation era. 24th century, baby. Yeah, so Spock is still alive. Now, of course, Leonard Nimoy is no longer with us, but they did apparently do auditions with like hundreds of voice hundreds. actors or something. Yeah. yeah. And this dude does sound a lot like Leonard Nimoy. It's it's rather spectacular. It's um he even has like that Leonard Nimoy always has this like un um replicatable like tiny little lisp, you know, mm-hmm. like a little bit and his deep voice, and this guy sounds exactly like Leonard Nimoy. When I, it's funny because when I saw it and I heard some of the dialogue, I was like, "Did they record Leonard Nimoy's voice?" I'm like, no, because <laughs> yeah. Nimoy died in like I think 2017, dinner 2018. It's it's been a few years, and this game is oh, not yeah. that not that old in development. But yeah, it's it's really well done. I, I'm actually really excited about this one. I'm not going to lie. I kind of am too. Now. With Star Trek games, I feel like there have been so many bad ones because... Really bad. Like, Star Wars is an action franchise, right? That lends better to video games because just put yourself in a TIE fighter and go fight X-Wings out in space. That game makes sense, right? Yeah, you can't do that in a shuttlecraft. They don't, they're not maneuverable. With <laughs> right. And, and, and Star Trek has never been about action. It's a drama, right? It's a drama about humanity and about people and like this very positive view of the future and like the heights that humanity can reach. And so putting that in an action game is really hit or miss, but this is exactly the kind of Star Trek game that I would want. It is very much a narrative adventure game, which is how they have described it. It is all about making decisions. Like you get to see in some of the videos that IGN had posted, there are times when you get an order from Starfleet and it gives you the choice 
to press different buttons. Are you going to follow right. the order or are you going to disobey and go rogue? Which, by the way, we all know the correct answer is you ignore Starfleet, do whatever you need to do, and you're going to yeah. finish the mission. That's what that's what <laughs> that's what old Patty Stew would do. Yeah. Yes, all of them would. <laughs> By the way, you were talking about your huge love of Star Trek, and I just remembered, didn't you want to name your first son James Tiberius if you had a boy? I did. I did. We were down to two names, and one of the names that my wife and I actually landed on, which would have been (laughs) Sedona's name if she was a boy, was James Tiberius. And that's 100% no joke. We landed on that. That was going to be my son's name. And unfortunately, we're not going to have any more kids, and I've got three girls. I am outnumbered (laughs) in my own home, um, and we have no James Tiberius running. There's no little Jim Tiberius running around. That's very sad, but I love my girls. I I I think God might have protected your unborn son because I don't know Wait. that he would have wanted to be named James Tiberius. Did you just bring up God? What would God <laughs> yeah. need with a spaceship or a uh, starship? Sorry, what would he Star need with a starship? Yes, yeah. yeah. To By quote the, way, the the fantastic uh, Star Trek Five: The Final Frontier. By the way, okay, so uh, that's the worst Star Trek movie, right? That or oh, yeah. Insurrection? What's the best one? Best one's Wrath of Khan. No question. That's incorrect. It's in, it's that that try, is though. correct, actually. It's, it's incorrect. It's a good try, though. <laughs> Which um, one do you the, like? The you best like six, one, don't you? Oh, dude, you've never experienced Shakespeare unless you've read it in the original <laughs> Klingon. <laughs> to be or not to be. <laughs> so, which one's your favorite? Six. Voyage Home, it's definitely six. Oh, no. six. Okay. No, I like I like the Voyage Home. I think it's fun. Um, I have a very different opinion than most people. I don't really think it's very star trekky it's like it was almost it's uh, a comedy it, it's a comedy and yeah it's fine but i think six encompasses everything and honestly a very 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 close second would be wrath of khan and then probably right behind that is first contact mm. where where are the nuclear vessels michael <laughs> they're across the bay in alameda in alameda <laughs> yeah we have go. to move on from this by the way because this will people are going to stop listening at this point it's, We're it's the trek nerding bomb. out it is. It, hey, everyone. Yeah. Welcome to your weekly Trek pod. Uh, Twig stands for Trek Weekend. We're going to do a battle royale of all the captains. Let's do it. <laughs> Nobody will listen to it. It'll be great. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. We go ahead and head over to Patreon and uh, yeah, never <laughs> listen to Star Trek podcast again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, last thing I'll say about Resurgence is I love the fact that they went out of their way to... Well, actually, I guess a couple quick things. They said that the engine that Telltale was using was already long in the tooth when like The Walking Dead oh, came yeah. out and stuff like that. So they're upgrading to use Unreal Engine, which I love that. And I love the fact that they said, we're getting rid of the individual episodes that release over time. We're going to give you the full game at release. And I don't know about you, but like when I went through The Walking Dead, it was like the time in between episodes... I would completely forget whatever was going on in the story. And it almost kind of ruined it for me. Like I would play it. I would really enjoy it, but you'd only play for like two hours and now you've beaten it and you'd have to wait a couple months. Yeah. I really love the fact that they're just going to give you the entire thing at once and let you play at your own pace. I completely agree. And it's still, it's still kind of like a telltale game though, because it's still these little chunks. Like I was saying a few, a few minutes ago, um, where you still get little tiny chapters. So you can walk away yeah. if you want to, but now you don't have to wait several weeks or a month. You know, We've all done that before with a TV show that we're watching on Netflix. You stop watching it at the end of the season. A year later, it comes out, and you're like, what was I... What, what happened? 
Yeah. And I feel like Telltale exactly. Games, they did that stuff with us, and it was a trick on us. And I feel like that's probably why I haven't finished a lot of those games. Yeah, I, I was trying to remember what other ones were even put out by Telltale, but the first one that always comes to mind for me is Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy that style of game, and I feel like Star Trek's a really good match for it. So that's one that I definitely plan on picking up. Maybe it'll be a future deep dive. Uh, we still have a while yeah. for that one to come out. Do, do you know if they've given us a release date or a window at all? I don't think I didn't, they have. I didn't see one, no, but I'm still very excited. And the Unreal Engine does look very nice. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, especially but compared to what I'm playing. So. Yeah, it's not that the old Telltale games looked bad, but with Unreal, it just looks a little more realistic, which I think is a better fit for Star Trek. Cause it's I think not, it'd be weird. It'd be weird to have like a cartoon-looking Star like Trek like The animated. Walking Dead. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. wouldn't be, it wouldn't work for me. So I, I like they made this choice. <laughs> yeah, and it, it'll have, like you mentioned, a little bit of action. You do see a little bit of phaser firing, but I think it's mostly going to be story, almost like an interactive novel in that regard, which I love. I love having choose your own adventure games to play. Yeah, through. it's not going to be set in the JJ verse where we're making action Star Trek <laughs> movies um, with Ugh. a whole lot of Beastie Boys. Don't even get me started on the on the reboots <laughs> all right now we got to talk about a little game called axie infinity now this is a game i had not even heard of until this either. week you either okay i was kind of curious to know this was my favorite headline of the week because this is like not the most professional headline that i saw i, I don't remember what website it was through it might have been through Eurogamer. But the headline read, Hackers Yoink Crypto Worth Over Half a Billion Dollars from Play to Earn Axie Infinity. And of course, when I see that hanker, <laughs> Hackers Yoink Crypto, half a billion dollars, by the way, is a ton of money, I immediately had to click on that link and I had to put it in our Twig document because I knew we had to talk about it for this week in gaming. How did this game that I've never heard of before have half a billion in crypto <laughs> dude like, i went into a full deep dive learning as much as i could about axie infinity apparently it's like one of the most popular games in the philippines so it's not quite as big here but globally it is a huge game i saw that they've had something like four billion dollars in trades through their wow. marketplace and stuff it's like a huge game now, I was aware that you have these like blockchain games or like these NFT games where you can actually earn money by playing the game. And it's a very controversial model. I don't know how much of that we really want to hop into today. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit. But basically, and I might get some of these details wrong because I'm very new to this type of gaming. But from what I understand is it's an NFT-based game. It has little creatures that essentially look like Pokemon ripoffs. Let's be real. It looks very much inspired by Pokemon. It really does. And I, I didn't think of <laughs> yeah. that until you said it just now. And it's like, oh, it totally oh you're 100% right. Yeah. Highly, highly influenced by Pokemon. And basically, you collect your little axes, and they can breed. And the more you play, the more money that you can earn. So it's not a game that you can just download. Like, you have to create your crypto wallet. You have to have it connected to the game. And one of the problems with this style of game is that in order to play it, you can't just hop in and start playing it for free. You have to buy axes from other players in the marketplace. And 
I had read in a few articles that the price of axes has come down a lot, but for a lot of people, they would have to pump 400 or more dollars into the game just for the ability to start playing with the promise that they could make money down the road because other new players are going to come in and you're going to sell your axes to them. And this sounds a little bit like a pyramid scheme. I was going to say, who doesn't <laughs> love a good, an absolutely mind-blowingly good video game pyramid scheme? Like, that's right. that's what I'm into. Like, make it Star Trek and I'll throw 400 bucks at it. Dude, I could not believe the YouTube videos that I was watching. I watched one video, and this is like, they're not like poking fun at it. This is all dead serious. This wow. game has managers which are well-off people who own a ton of axes. And what they do is they offer scholarships to what they call scholars, and they will lend you their axes. And now you have a lower cost of entry, but now every every dollar that you earn playing Axie Infinity, you get to keep 60% and 40% goes up the chain to the person who lent you the axie. It's so legitimately a pyramid. Like, legitimately. Yes. yes. Wow. You, <laughs> yes, the people below you earn the money and kick it up to the top. And another big criticism is that it's highly reliant on new people entering the game, right? Like, that is the sign that you're playing something that's not completely on the up and up. Now, I, I, I can see the appeal of having video games that run on a real world economy. I remember when like Diablo three released, you could sell items for real money and you could cash out currency. So there's stuff like that. That's always kind of been around, but here in this case, the problem is that the developer ended up leaving a back door that allowed hackers to quote, seize control of enough validators to forge fake withdrawals. And they ended up withdrawing $625 million worth of crypto. But the weird thing is that it's fully traceable. It's okay. That's, yeah, that's what I was thinking is like, it's, it's mm-hmm. crypto's really traceable. It's like yes. moving stocks around. You have to have a login and you have to, you know, you have to be able to trace this money. And so the fact that this happened, it's like, and they're saying that most of it, hasn't even been cashed out yet so there's no. some group that's just sitting on all this crypto right now trying to figure out probably how they're going to move it they're like hey we got it uh what, what do we do now <laughs> yeah th- that's exactly right so the one article that i saw even has a link to where you can look and see the transaction and the money is still sitting there so the people who have it they have the money but the ronin bridge has been paused Whatever that means. I guess it means you can no longer like move money on their blockchain or whatever. Oh, there's I no more really... breeding axes right now, guys. We're really yeah, sorry. Apparently. So essentially, it just means that the hackers can't take money out of the network. And so Ronin, they're the developers. They're working with authorities. They're looking at the digital forensics. They're trying to make sure that that money is not lost because we all know that that crypto belongs to... A lot of it, at least I'm assuming, belongs to the player base. And they want to make sure the players don't lose that money. But um, I don't know that this is like a company I'd want to like share my financial information with. Right? <laughs> I'm not like logging into a Fidelity app to trade stocks here. I'm breeding yeah. axes and there's going to be backdoor hackers all over the place with uh, $625 million that they got a hold of. But... and. And well, the weirdest part, too, is like you, you just said, it's one of those things where I'm not sure if I trust this company money because 
they let a bunch of idiots like <laughs> go in there and hack and steal yeah. this crypto and these guys are like uh, we don't know what to do now because it's very traceable it's just it this was a this was bonkers to me it's completely bonkers it's balderdash yeah it, it's it's weird enough that they were able to steal the money but then it's even weirder that they can't do anything with it so right. now like where are we like what are we doing at this point but in case anyone doesn't believe how much money is being pumped into this industry uh a rare plot of land which you know is is an nft within Axie infinity sold for 550 ether which if you know anything about the cost of ethereum that equates to 2.5 billion i'm 2.5 billion 2.5 million dollars wow. for just one single nft rare plot of land so this is how much money certain people are pumping into this game this is no joke that's bonkers i feel like it's funny i feel like on these twig episodes we do this a lot you know with bowser back in the day uh-huh. and then a few <laughs> weeks ago we had the guy who used the covid funds for um what was it a pokemon uh, charizard card, card. Yeah, 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 yeah like this is this is crazy talk how much yeah so much money in a video game a two million dollar plot of land that's in a like this game might not be around in a year yeah I kind of feel like I remember when the internet was getting really big, when our parents would say things like, you can't trust a website, never enter your credit card on a website. And that seemed so old and antiquated to us as like millennials growing up with the internet in, in, you know, junior high. But I feel like that kind of person now where I'm like, who's buying these NFTs? Like, right. I don't get it. I don't see this huge future that other people do. Like, why on earth are you spending $2.5 million for a fake plot of land digitally? I don't understand it. Maybe that's just me being too old. I I, I don't get it. <laughs> I think I'm older than you, and I think it's... <laughs> yeah, like I said, this is bonkers. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know um, what what to think about this it's one of those things where it's like do you, do you like this is real money like real yeah. cryptocurrency in this video game like as a joke a long time ago and josh isn't here so i'll, I'll bring up everquest real fast because i know it's one of our favorite games together but uh, everquest during its heyday in like 1999 and 2000 actually one one day I don't know what the commission is called, but it's it's the actual company that, or not the company, but the entity that evaluates dollars um, internationally and like basically says, here's the currency exchange rate. That's harder to say than you'd think it is. Currency exchange rate. It's the Try it five times fast. Right. I, no, 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 thank you. Um, April Fool's. Um, no, but it's one of those things where they actually evaluated the platinum um, on the actual like national or inter- international exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was bonkers. And then this comes out and it's like, this is actual real money that people are actually like, $2 million plot of land in this game? Nuts. Nuts. I I think some people just have too much money. (laughs) That's true. Um, I mean, they can can pass it on to to Mm. me. I'll buy a lot of Star Trek games with it. They can join our Patreon, right, Michael? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Head over to MultiplayerSquad.com, everybody, with your uh, $625 million worth of crypto. Do we, do we take just, crypto on the just, on the Patreon? I think we do. Let's just it, just head over there and try it. Guys. Sure. Yes. Just sell one of your NFTs. Come sign up on Patreon. I swear it'll All work. Right. <laughs> and then uh, the last story of the day, we, we don't have a whole lot of time, but I at least want to mention it here. 
But, you know, of course, we have this, you know, uh, incredibly sad, terrible war going on in Ukraine. And I have previously talked about the game Loop Hero, which is developed by a Russian studio called Four Quarters. And of course, we know because of all the sanctions against Russia, you know, they're not able to take payments on Nintendo. I don't think they can take payments on Steam. And so Four Quarters had previously come out and said they were against Russia attacking Ukraine. They were not for the war. And what they are now telling players to do is to go pirate Loop Hero because they just want people to play their game. They say, you know what? We've already been paid a lot. And they even included a link to a popular torrent website, a direct link to their own torrent saying, go wild, guys. We're fully in favor of this. You can't buy it. Just go ahead and torrent it and go ahead and play. Have you ever heard of a developer asking people to pirate their own game? No, and it's not even like they're asking. (laughs) They're saying, please, please, like almost begging. Like, we want you to play our game. Please, please go play our game. We've made enough money off this game, and we're having issues right now with sanctions and all this stuff. Play our game. And then I also, I also have to say that, you know, I, I won't get too far into it, but I have a lot of Ukrainian family, and mm. I just have to say that Ukrainian people are like the nicest people in the world, and what's happening to them is absolutely horrible. Yeah. Um. And I really, I really feel for him. But, but you know, it's just really interesting that that we have a video game company that's like, hey, please, please go. Here's and, and the, 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 it was, it almost seemed like an April Fool's joke to me. Like yeah, I thought it, it was an, like April, an April, Fool's April Fool's joke. Fool's. Yeah, yeah. And they, and then I'm like, oh, they're actually listing the link to the torrent where you can go get this game <laughs> for free. And I kind of want to play it myself now because I haven't played Loop Hero. It's fun. I paid full price for it back in the day. It, it's a great game. It's well worth playing and, and, and checking out. I loved that they even also came out and said, hey, people are direct messaging us asking if they can donate to us directly. That's so great. And and Four Quarters said, no, thank you, but we don't need your money. Donate it to your friends or family who need it. You know, those being affected by the war and things of that nature, which I also thought was very classy and very cool. I feel like Four Quarters stock really rose after I read that article. And uh, I don't know how often we're going to see a studio ask you to pirate their own games, but <laughs> what a funny again. story. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that that um, the studio really, really, uh, they went up to an upper echelon of like, I will buy their next game to support them. Yeah, because of just just I mean, and if you read the articles, like the, these guys are just like, hey, we're very against war. Um, we just we just want you to play our game. Here it is for free. It's just it's there. We want you to enjoy it during this difficult time. Please have fun with our game during this horrible time that's happening right now. It's just it's just really cool to see, like the the good faith. Um, you know, ultimately, like charity that they're doing on just saying, you know, just go have fun with our game, guys. You know, it's, yeah. I'm totally with you. I it makes me want to support four quarters in the future. So that that's really cool. All right. Well, we are actually out of time. These no. twig episodes always fly by. We say it every episode. I don't want to be done yet. <laughs> Come on, hold on, guys. Let, let's we gotta find more more stuff to more talk. stories. <laughs> Bring more up. E3 right. got canceled. You want to talk about that? E3 uh, got Breath canceled. of the Wild got pushed back to 2023. Like there's a ton of news stories this week that we didn't even really get to. Uh, now, for those of you out there, if you're curious to know, our next deep dive is going to be Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Heck yeah. And Josh has really been kind of like testing the waters with us about Weird West, 
because that just released here over the last week. And I feel like Josh is kind of just sending out feelers. I, I think he wants to deep dive it. So if any of you out there have played Weird West, we would love to hear from you. So hit us up on socials at Multiplayer Pod. Come hit us up on Discord. There's a link in the episode description. Let us know if it's worth it. I saw it's a $40 game. It does look really interesting. We did just cover a cowboy game with Red Dead Redemption 2, but we did. We- Weird West <laughs> might end up here on the docket. I don't know. Yeah, Weird West looks really interesting to me. Um, it's it's definitely a unique look and feel that that I got from it than mm-hmm. a lot of other games that I've seen. Um, and I I'm I'm totally not gonna give it a shot. Let us know. Yeah, seriously, all socials. Uh, and by all socials, we mean Instagram and Twitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go over to Multiplayer Pod. Hey, uh, I created a TikTok page, Michael. There might be one video, but it's on there. I think I think and I, I might be our only follower over there. Um <laughs> I, I think we legit have three followers on TikTok. TikTok's a lot of I, work, man. Yeah, I created work, it man. and yeah, I just realized I'm I'm not gonna be on here enough to make this worthwhile. Yeah, A for effort or B B plus for effort. Uh C minus for effort. Let's let's be real. <laughs> so yeah, thank you so much to all of you out there for listening to the show. Extra special thank you to all of you who are Patreon supporters or subscribers on Apple. We really do appreciate it. We will, of course, be back with a bonus round episode on Monday. I think that'll be a lot of fun. And go spend some time in Tiny Tina's, maybe even Weird West. I have a feeling that'll be our next deep dive after. And And if you're uh, feeling really froggy, go breed some Axie. (laughs) <laughs> oh boy yes we uh, to be clear i i do not recommend getting into axie infinity uh your mileage may vary it's not my kind of game <laughs> but maybe i'm too old and i don't understand but thank you again to everyone for listening we will see you all on monday until then happy gaming i'm gonna miss you guys until then cheers everyone <laughs>